Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Hey everyone, happy Sunday. Super, super, well, maybe it's Sunday for you. I don't know, it's Sunday for us. <laughs> We're excited to be here. I'm Kirsten Kirschbaum, excited to be here with my best friend and sister in Zion, Danielle. Hey everybody. <laughs> so we were just chatting and all of a sudden Danielle said to me, stop, stop, stop talking. <laughs> You've got to start recording. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how we, we started this podcast, right? We wanted to have these really deep conversations. And I wanted to let you guys know that we always have a prayer before we start recording. It's very important to us to bring a savior into this uh, as much as we possibly can. And, and during that prayer, I was just saying, I really felt this, um, this insight to ask the Lord to bless us with more of his spirit. And that, each of us can feel more of the spirit than we've ever felt before. And I want you guys to think about that for a minute, that our capacity can be increased like, like a balloon, right? Like we can be stretched and there we can receive more of the spirit. Uh, that just occurred to me as I was saying that prayer. So I think when I think about feeling the spirit, I, I think about the time when I have felt the spirit the most, right? And, and for me, you know, there's been a few different instances that I can think of when that witness just like shoots through you, right? Like lightning or just like the warm is like warm water, like, you know, being poured on you, something like that. That's on this very deep, you know, every cell of your body type of experience, right? I can think of a few times. I remember the first time I felt the spirit like that at a youth conference um, as a 14 year old girl. And I remember a few times reading the Book of Mormon and having that con confirming witness. And, and it's like, it's so amazing how there's these layers, right? So each of us, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are all feeling this way too. I think the spirit speaks to us, you know, in, in different ways, but similarly for me, there have been a few dreams that I've had that I know for sure were from God, that were for me, that relate to things that only, you know, God and I would know, right? And so when I feel the spirit, I feel this like, almost like this wave that rushes over in my mind and it like, it connects all these dots for me. I'm like, oh yeah, this is true. This is true. This is true. God spoke to me in this way. God spoke. It's like, it's like heavenly father reminding me, hey, it's this big circular thing that's like, hey, all of these things are true. It was true then, it's true now. And all of these confirming witnesses that I've had, um, how do you feel? I guess I'll ask you, Danielle, like, does the spirit, does that make sense to you? Like when you feel a witness of the spirit and it's very clear, do you feel like it connects back to things that you remember that were true also? Yeah, I do think we're in a circular motion of learning, and that's why you know one of some of the changes I think we're going to talk about too with the with um, the church with President Nelson. It's just a continuation of restoration. Mm. I don't know. It's not necessarily like oh well, you know, we need to just change things up. It's really a continuation of restoration. And I think with revelation that we get individually, he does remind us of you know things from when we were a child, and you know just to share one little. Um, thing from when I was a child and I've, I've had this reminder come to me often 
reminding me how he does know me. He does speak to me. He did answer me back then. And it, you know, when I was, I was actually in second grade at this time and I can't believe I just even thought of this. Um, but anyway, I, my parents had been divorced for several years and weren't, weren't exactly seeing eye to eye on a few things. And, and my, actually my father and his wife at the time were really upset with some stuff about my mom and were saying bad things about my mother to me, whether they're true or not is really not the point of the story. It devastated me as a second grader, which what you're eight years old, seven years old. I, it, it broke my heart because it was my mom and your mom is part of you. And it just, it made me feel like a worthless person. I remember feeling just worthless and I felt sad and I felt heavy. And it was a Sunday that I got home from their house and just feeling untrusting all of a sudden, all of a sudden of my mother. And, and I prayed that night. I said, um, this is one of my first like real big experiences with receiving answers from, you know, heavenly father. And I prayed and I said, if what my, you know, parents are saying is true about my mom, um, please let my friend Ashley wear pink. Um, no, I said, no, I'm sorry. I said, if, if what my parents are saying is not true about my mom, please let my friend Ashley wear pink tomorrow. And then I said, I said, well, no, 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 wait, let my friend Chelsea wear pink because I remember thinking I was trying to think who would wear pink the most because I really didn't want it to be true. And so it makes me so like how amazing how he is. So I, I changed my mind in the prayer. I'm like, no, let, let, okay, maybe Ashley will know who guys I wanted someone to wear pink. So it would not be true about my mother. And I finally was so nervous again, Satan gets in and I just was like, never mind, never mind. And I went to bed and I remember being at school feeling depressed. I felt so down and I get to school and all of a sudden I see my friend Ashley and Chelsea. And guess what both of them were wearing? Pink. They both came in in pink. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember very distinctly seeing them in pink and feeling this weight lift off of my heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my mom. Because having your parent bashed is like having yourself bashed as a little child. And even now, you know, but it, it just relieved me. Oh my gosh. And just amazing. So when you're talking about the circle of how he responds to us, I've had that memory come up multiple times when I'm asking a question and he's like pink. I'm like, all right. <laughs> wow. That's the, that is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's really cool. Yeah. So I've had a few of those stories as well. And, and um, I'll just share one really quickly. I had a dream once. Um, there have actually been two, but one of them, I had a dream. And, and it's like, you know, you don't remember your dreams all the time. Like this is, this is a very important dream for my life. And I know it because even this morning as I was praying and asking to receive more of the spirit for us, even for this podcast, <clears throat> I was reminded of this dream. And the dream is that I was with my father and his older brother, my uncle Adrian, who I adore. And it was like, my dad's like one of the younger ones and Adrian's one of the older ones. And he's such a great man. And I just totally love him. So I was with them too. And then I was with a third man. And, and, but the third man was just as familiar to me as my uncle Adrian. It wasn't weird. I wasn't like, who is this guy? It was like, yeah, dad, Adrian, and 
someone else, right? And so we went through, and we just had a great day. It was just a day of going through and go, I don't know what we were doing. It doesn't matter. Going to the city, going to the ocean, going to the mountains, going wherever, sitting around talking. And I woke up from that dream the next morning and I realized, like at the time, I think in the dream, it was my savior, Jesus Christ. It was, it was just like my, my brother, like these other men who in that spirit realm were more like just really close brothers, you know, to me. And it was, it was my savior, Jesus Christ. And in the, in the dream, that wasn't even like this crazy, fantastical thing like it would be in this flesh, right? It wouldn't, it wasn't, I didn't even realize, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's Jesus. You know, I was just like, yeah, I love him. He's great. He's right here with me. I totally know him. And then when I woke up, of course, in this human, you know, conscious realm, I was like, whoa, I was blown away by it. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's who that was. And I just had this reverence for it. And I know it was real. I know it was because now every time I have the spirit witness to me of something else, it will, it's almost like a ping pong. Like it's not like I go back through the whole dream. It's just a quick bounce, just a, just a flash. Hey, remember that was true too. You know what I mean? And so those are some of the things that helped me, um, experience the, the truthfulness, you know, on a personal level. So there's one other thing as I jump into this story and I, I want to transition a little bit, there's one other thing that I know for sure I've had a confirming witness. I, I do believe that our heavenly father speaks to us in a language that we will understand in a language that we will recognize. And since I was about 18 years old, I have always been obsessed with the number 11. Uh, my name being Kirsten Kirschbaum. That's the 11th letter of the alphabet. My mother's name is a K. All my siblings are K's. Currently, I'm married to Kyle Kirschbaum. You know, so there's the letter K. It's the number 11. Um, if you look up the number 11 in like numerology, which I'm not like a big, I don't study a lot of it, but it is super interesting. And I do think that the there are numerical, um, you know, patterns and things that create the universe, which is totally interesting. Um, so the number 11 is a special number to me. It's a witness to me when Heavenly Father is there with me. Danielle and, I've, Danielle and I have had numerous experiences with the number 11. Her birthday is December 11th. And anyway, so 11 is important to me, okay? And Heavenly Father knows that. Again, it's, it's kind of like, it could be kind of like the color pink. It doesn't matter what number it is, right? But it is something that Heavenly Father and I have together where I know without a shadow of a doubt, he's got me. Okay. He loves me. He's got, he's got my back. So a few years ago I was worshiping in the temple with my husband, Kyle, and I was sitting in the front, in the front seat there and, um, definitely feeling like a, a weight of, you know, wanting to be a good example and, and, you know, be a leader in the, in the temple. And I was sitting there and suddenly <laughs> It's funny because I was telling Danielle the story before we started recording and I was like, do I dare say this? Like, oh my gosh, you guys. But I do feel like I, this, the purpose of this podcast is to be authentic and to not sugarcoat things. Okay. So I'm sitting in the temple and there's a, a few of the things in there that I was all of a sudden, I really did not like. I really, it struck me as like, no, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't agree. I don't like it. You know, I just, I don't know. Just, and, and actually I really felt this 
awful spirit come over me. And like the thought that came into my head, I still remember it was terrible, but I'm like, this is some patriarchal BS. Like I really, and then all of a sudden I shocked myself. I'm like, geez, Kirsten, like what's wrong with you? Why would you think like that? You're in the temple. Like the, the spirit of Satan does not exist in the temple. You're the one that brought this in here. Like this is in you. So then I get all judgmental and I'm freaking out. You guys like in my head, like I'm like shaking. I'm like, if you could, if you could see what was going on in my head, I, I was cringing. I'm like, I have to get out of here. I cannot stay in here. And I'm looking over at Kyle and he's sitting very close to me. I could see him and I'm, I'm, I give him this look and like this panic, this terror. I've got to go. I cannot believe that I'm about to do. I'm about to stand up and leave. Like, that's so embarrassing, you know? And like all the things, like all the judgments, what would my mother say? What would my Relief Society president say? Like, ah, I've got to get out. What would my Heavenly Father say? But I was not okay. You guys, I was not, I could not stand for it. I, I just had to go. It was really, really upsetting, as you can imagine. <clears throat> so... I looked down, I, I had a thought to pull out the name that I was um, proxy for in the temple. And I looked down and, and when you look closely <clears throat> at the name that you're in proxy for, um, you can see when it was printed, right? And it'll tell you the exact date and year and time down to the second, actually. And I can't, I can't make this stuff up, you guys. I really can't. The date that it was printed was November 11th of 2011. So 11, 11, 11. And the time it was printed was at 11, 11 with 11 seconds. And I just like dropped the paper and it was like lightning just came right down through my head. It was like, like shocked me back into like, and God was saying to me, I've got you. You're okay. Like, it's okay. Like, it's, and it wasn't a judgmental or I can't believe you were thinking. It was just, I love you. It's okay. You know? And I don't know if me even expressing this through words can get the magnitude of what that felt like for me. But I just, I was like instantly back. I'm like, okay. I trust you. Okay. Whatever this is, whatever that was, whatever I was just going through, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to come back. I'm still here. I'm still going to be the leader. I'm gonna, still going to be the example. I'm not going to freak out and run out of the room. I'm going to do it. You know, <clears throat> I was able to go to the front and be the example um, for the women there that day. And I've never, ever forgotten it. It was the most profound experience I've probably ever had in the temple. I've had a few pretty good ones, but that for me was this witness that was so strong. And so I want to fast forward now. Um, Danielle had mentioned now um, we're witnessing today this continual restoration of all things. And I went to the temple just this last week I was able to go with my mother-in-law, which was so wonderful. She's such a like smart, she knows Hebrew and German and she just knows everything. When you know Hebrew, like the temple is like a whole deeper ancient meaning and she knows all of it and it's so beautiful. So I was able to go with her and I was in tears through almost the whole session 
because the Lord knew that there were just a few things there that, and, and you know what, that like that experience that I had where I was kind of freaking out and I was like, no, you know, this is too this or that, you know, I actually got over it. I actually did without, without anything being fully restored. I, I got over it myself because the Lord witnessed to me that he was aware of me. He was aware of the temple. He was aware of the whole thing and that it was going to continue to be restored. Right. I was okay. I was okay with the way it's done before and now and later and whenever I know that the ceremony in the temple is a true way to get back to our heavenly father and Jesus. Um, however, I am thrilled, like tickled pink, but it's like restored a little bit more now. Right. So as I was in the temple this last week, uh, I was in tears almost the whole time because I could just feel the whole time the Lord going, see, I know, I know it's okay. Everything's good. See how good it is. See how much I love you. See how much I love my daughters. And I always have. And I just was every single thing in there has been in my world restored to full, like wholeness. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for, Moments where I do have to have a trial, where I do, choo I choose to freak out, right? I choose to go through this like, ah, this is not feeling right in me. I don't know the answer. I feel like I kind of don't like it, you know? And the Lord witnessing to me, I know, I know you do. And I love you. And you've got to tr trust me more, even with things you can't see and you don't understand. I've got you. And I'm so grateful for that moment. He didn't have to allow, I mean, can you guys imagine like, how did I get the piece of paper that had that on there? 11, 11 with 11 seconds, like not 12 seconds. I mean, even if it would have said 12 seconds, I still would have been like, whoa, like any 11, 11, I would have been like, oh my gosh. But it was the Lord in complete, without a doubt, mm -hmm. 11s across the board. And I just feel so left buoyed up by him in that way. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. He, he really speaks our own language. I'd love that you shared all of that because I, it, for me, it shows it was, okay, things are still being restored. Right. But it's also showing this trial of our faith and just, I'm even thinking like, okay, things when the temple was restored, times were different with the roles of men and women with the understanding. They still were, striving so hard to follow the savior and do everything, but they were in a culture, right? We've talked about traditions of culture and of our fathers. And, and so the Lord can only restore that to what understanding, I mean, I'm, I guarantee there's so much more that we don't even get because of our culture that we're used to, you know? And, and so he restored every single thing that he could within that, um, culture. I mean, this is just my take. I may be completely wrong and we'll figure it out one day, but but it really perplexed me when we, when I heard that there were some changes in the temple, I'm like, well, did they restore things falsely then? Like that was my question. And I actually asked, um, somebody, um, actually, um, his name's Eric Larson. And I asked him and I was like, so, so were things like false and then, and, and he, he it was interesting. This is in Kona in Hawaii. He goes back to his hotel room. We were in that big conference. And the next day he goes, you know what you said, really? He's like, I had a hard time sleeping. He said, it perplexed me. And he says, I kept thinking and thinking about it. And he's the one that, that said he got an answer from the spirit that just said, 
things are still being restored. And so our understanding is changing. It's not that, that it was wrong. It's just there's still restoration coming. And, and that gave me so much peace when he said that. And so I love like your experience was he's like, I get it. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're, you know, asking. I know what you're seeing, but this is the true church. This is my temple and I've got you. And I love that he showed you in a language you would understand and says, this is a trial of your faith. He did not have to do that either, right? Like if he was kind of just a, oh yeah, I'm busy, whatever, Kirsten, go through your stuff. He didn't have to do that, but he loves me so much that he did. And I think my invitation to you as you're listening to this story and, and of course, you know, comparing your own life and your own trials of faith, ask Heavenly Father to give you something. And he will, he's your father, he loves you. Ask him to show you, you know, your friends wearing pink or, or the number 11. And, and again, these are, these are silly things, actually. These are just human worldly things that, you know, we are human and we are having this experience in these bodies and Heavenly Father is there and loves us. He doesn't want us to go off. And, you know, my invitation as well is if you have been going down a road where you really are questioning things and you do want, you are saying in your head, this is some patriarchal BS or this is that and that's weird and I don't like that and they did that and all this stuff, okay, all of it. Understand that those feelings from your limited perspective may be valid, okay, I get it. I'm not judging you. I'm not saying that you're wrong or that you don't have a right to feel that way and that God isn't even allowing you to feel that way and that Satan isn't right there going, oh yeah, oh yeah, yep, definitely, oh yeah. And all the tricks that are coming in and all the feelings that can be created. But there is nothing that Satan can mimic like the peace that comes from the spirit of the Lord. There's nothing. And I want you to pay attention to that, actually, and, and give yourself and maybe even give God a little bit more grace. Think about all the grace that he's given you, right? And here you are pointing fingers and going, I can't believe this and I can't believe that, you know? And it's kind of like, hmm, maybe you should give a little more grace to the restored church of Jesus Christ. And have a lot more faith that he actually does have us in the palm of his hand, that we are his, we are numbered, we are his sheep, and you might be a really wild sheep. <laughs> and that's fine, be a wild sheep, but understand that he is always wanting, he's holding that space for you to come back into his fold, and that is the way back to him. You know what I like love about the story and and the fact that we're now able to speak about it with there's some actual changes that happened that were questions that you had is that there's always an answer. Even if you don't get it right that very second, there's always an answer. And you just remind me, I read the um, Moroni today, um, chapter eight, it says, talked about how how awful the Lamanites had become. And it just says that Satan stirreth them up to anger one with another. And it's just, he just, it just talks all about how Satan is always stirring up things. And so it's, so, and, and I love, so Kirsten and I've talked about this before. Like we have this interesting, you know, wonderful friendship, this interesting dynamic where she is this huge questioner. Like it's just always why, well, why, why? You know, she's a very big questioner and I'm 
like my biggest strength is learner. And so she kind of asks questions I've thought about, but I'm more just like, well, what else can I learn? What else can I learn? And she'll ask a question. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to learn an answer for it. You know? So we, we really vibe really well with each other in that. And I, I love that. And there is like you received, you received this um, confirmation without having an answer, but it strengthened your faith. It strengthened the fact that you were in his hands and all of us can receive little confirmations like that. Like even with my parents, like I, it's a perfect example. Now that I realize that came to my head, like it didn't matter if what my dad and his wife said about my mom was right or not. What mattered mm -hmm. that it was wrong to say anything to an eight, eight year old or a seven year old, however old I was at the time. And mm -hmm. so he shows me with these two friends wearing pink that Monday, you're in my hands. It's okay. And the same thing with the temple. And he, there's always an answer. We just may not get it, but are we going to be such a wild cat that we're just going to tear through and just not listen? Or are we going to be like, okay, I can be a wild cat, but I'm also going to follow my savior. And I'm also going to know and trust there's an answer. Absolutely. I, I am so grateful. I think this might be my favorite episode we've ever recorded. Actually, the fact that you, you thought of the pink and the way it all tied together, it's just, it's a beautiful way to sum it up. So thank you guys for listening today. I feel like my cup is full and I'm so grateful for these these lessons and opportunities, you know, that we have. And I want you guys to think about, again, ask, ask Heavenly Father to show you how you are in his hands in whatever way that looks like to you and look for those ways and, and look for ways to trust him more. Um, I promise you'll feel a lot better about where you currently stand knowing that you are in his hands. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story too. And thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday Best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.